Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about why artifact power should be capped. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. That will bring you right to my Twitch channel. If you want to listen to these as entire podcast audio episodes, you can look up SNTR Presents on any of the podcast platforms. And if you're on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, and the bell button. That helps me out. Thank you for all the YouTube support lately. We're getting so close to 50,000 subs. So... I'm arguing that this needs to be capped for a variety of reasons. I know people are going to immediately be like, Lono always tries to ruin our fun. He wants to nerf our weapons. Now he wants to cap the artifact. Just hang with me. I, I, I actually think a lot of people will end up agreeing with this the more they think about it and the more it's being implemented in certain ways. Um, so I would say... First, it's a cool idea. Second, it's a good start. And then last, less FOMO. Bungie's doing less FOMO in the game. Will that impact the artifact resetting? We're going to talk about that a little bit too. So, cool idea. Listen, I I do. I want to say this. I really think that the the endless leveling every season was a cool idea. I think initially we were like, that sounds pretty dope. I would like to do that. That gives me something to do for the entire season. Almost like a, a cheap Paragon system from Diablo. And I think initially people thought, this is actually kind of cool. Endless leveling. Yay. And then I think, you know, other iterations of the idea seasonally could be good and better. Uh, just endless leveling isn't really that really significant significant it's not really content Uh, i know they're going to adjust xp earn rates in year four to better distribute xp so you're not just living in a lost sector so it's probably going to be a combination of you know strikes or crucible and bounties uh together but i still don't know if every season you want people grinding their face off just pushing that number higher and higher and higher uh because of the nature of what it's doing to certain areas where it's having to be disabled i will thank all the subs and alerts in a second folks i do have to get through the talk i I love you and appreciate you but there's too many of you (laughs) um hardcores i think having a grind that continues throughout the season i think is important but I want to say, I don't think the artifact leveling grind is really the right type of grind for a hardcore player. I think a hardcore currency grind for masterworking has been good. I think a hardcore grind for transmog will be good because then you can kind of slowly go through and and create, you know, armor universal armor sets and things that you like. That's a, that's that'll be a if if the in-game effort is is grindy enough, that's a good grind for hardcore players. I think hardcore loot pursuit grinds, you know, high stat armor, uh, god rolls, all these things to me are better end game aspirational hardcore grinds thank you for ordering some of the coffee I think that's better than like endless leveling I really just think endless leveling is a cheap sort of oh yeah you just can keep playing you can keep leveling I actually don't think that that is as significant as other things they could put in the game something that we brought up many many times is what if the season pass had some sort of a rollover effect where every 100 levels you quote unquote like prestige it and you roll it over and get benefits and cool things and dope stuff and thank you hush you're cute um, and all these different things that they could do to to make it feel like oh i am endlessly leveling but there's more of a transaction more of a benefit than just like oh i'm getting another a number to go up the number goes up so slow anyway i mean i stopped paying attention to it i have plus 18 and i barely paid any attention to it so like i definitely think capping it is the right call the main reason i've been thinking this is 
I don't think it really serves a purpose. They do contest modifier in Grandmaster Nightfalls anyway. They have to disable it in Iron Banner and Trials. I don't think this is bringing value anymore. I think it's a threat to certain game modes, and now it's creating problems um, and other things that people have to do uh, to to get in to like to, to basically like okay, we can't let it go into these game modes. It's creating more work for Bungie, so I think capping it would just make the most sense. The suggestion that I've been making that I think is sensible and even would like I think would just kind of like make sense to people's brains is you get 10 bonus power from the artifact and then there's 10 power that can come from pinnacle so right now max power is a thousand and then you can get the bonus 10 and then the 10 from pinnacle that's 20 okay so the bonus 10s you know there for pretty much everybody and then the pinnacle is like an optional 10 to me I think that just works. That just sounds good. That's like, that feels like a harmonious, easy to communicate thing to people. Hey, you can get 10 from the artifact and then there's 10 for pinnacle. The hardcores are obviously going to get both. The casuals are just going to take their 10. Now, somebody brought up a good question during Q&A. Should they adjust XP earn rates to make this a little bit quicker? I would probably say yes. If you're going to cap it, the more casual player, I would think you'd want them to be able to get the plus 10 about halfway through a season because if they get it at the very end of the season and then you reset it, that's going to kind of be a a sour note to end a season on. So I would say they might want to speed it up a little bit. Okay. The second thing I want to say is the artifact was a good start. I think it needs to evolve beyond where it is. I've talked many, many times about champion mods. Champion mods need a bunch of help, okay? Number one, they should be equipable on exotic primaries. Number two, I think that they should be standard mods. I don't think people should feel like they have to run certain guns you know, for an entire season. If you want people swapping around their guns, you can buff certain guns with, with, with modifiers week to week. So people try to change things up. And so people try to, you know, try out different loadouts. So at a ground level, champion mods need to be reevaluated. I also think, you know, you can get rid of the glimmer. The the glimmer ones just don't even seem to be worth it. Uh, I don't really even know why they're in there. Um, Reload mods are nice. I I think you could continue to think about ways to give people new ways to play the game. And then you incentivize those new things. I've said that a lot about Warmind Cells. Warmind Cell builds were pretty cool, but the game really didn't incentivize you to do it. You could have done War Mind Cell modifiers in Nightfalls, Grandmaster Nightfalls especially, and it would have motivated experimentation. On the token of experimentation, resetting the artifact, resetting the artifact should not cost anything, and it should not get more expensive the more you do it. It should be free to motivate experimentation, to allow people to do the things and to try out different builds and to try out all the new stuff. I think that is a needed, needed thing. That's what I would do. I would immediately make it to where it's it's free to experiment, it doesn't cost anything, and it doesn't get more expensive, and it just allows people uh, to to do the things they want to experiment with. If you want people trying out the new, the new loadouts and the new things, I think that's how you do it. I think you get people, you know, you get people that chance, and I know Bungie's live, so I'm pulling it up. You give people that chance to experiment and try different things. I also think Bungie needs to look into passive mods, passive abilities, perks, and benefits that are just sort of active all the time that doesn't require me to boot things, to, to, to do different things to my loadout or to try different things. So they have a very snow-driven Bungie logo here. That's actually very interesting. Thank you for 7,000 viewers, a new record for me. Uh, I don't know what the frick is going on. I love you guys so much, and hopefully you're all pushing follow, and hopefully you like what we do here <laughs> because this is insane to me. Um, okay, so, you know, passive mods, perks, benefits. All right, lastly, less FOMO. Okay, 
FOMO stands for fear of missing out. Fear of missing out, the idea that like, oh, they're putting in stuff and it's going to go away. You got to play, 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 play. It's going to go away. There's going to be less FOMO, less fear of missing out in year four, okay? In year four, Luke Smith's commitment is to have less of that. He feels there's too much of it now. Now, my question is, what sort of an impact will this have on the artifact. I'm curious what they do with the artifact in year four. If you're going to do less fear of missing out, if you're not going to be retiring loot, if you're not going to be retiring um, the the seasonal activity, then how are you going to treat the artifact? Does the artifact need to continue to reset every day, uh, every season? Does it need to reset its leveling? Does it need to change maybe over the seasons? Maybe it changes over the course of three seasons. Maybe every season they, they adjust just a couple of things on it and not all the things. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do that, but they could consider doing something like that. They could consider saying, all right, there's less FOMO. We don't need to restrict you so much season to season. The seasonal activities are going to stick around for an entire year. Instead, we're going to have the seasonal artifact have minor changes um, uh, season to season as opposed to resetting the entire thing. To me, I think this is more reason to use modifiers instead of the artifact for weapon variety and loadout changes. If, if you want me to try out sidearms or scouts or bows, I think there are better ways to do that, okay? There are better ways to get people to try those things out. You could have modifiers that one week make, you know, scouts and, and the sidearms stronger. And then the next week, you could have different weapons stronger. If you have seasonal mods, imagine seasonal mods this summer that create uh, SIVA, SIVA charges, those little bombs, you know, from Wrath of the Machine. Well, you could make those, those SIVA charges stronger in Grandmaster Nightfalls. So then people start to invest in builds that create those SIVA charges and create those things for you uh, to use. Because one of the biggest dilemmas right now with the artifact is I feel like the artifact it's like cool but then it ends up feeling like it's a shackle and a pair of like handcuffs it's like it makes you do certain things and run certain loadouts and certain weapons and you're like well what if I don't like these what if I don't want to run that it's not an option it's not an optional buff it's required for engaging with certain mechanics and certain things and I would move away from it feeling like a a pair of handcuffs and shackles and move more toward it being something that empowers unique builds and unique things and unique ways of playing and then you use modifiers in the content to really push people to experimentation and remove those prices to reset the artifact to make it even freer for you to do that if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com if you're here live don't go anywhere we already got the bungee stream pulled up and you can watch it here as always those listening elsewhere please like, share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A that comes with the video about artifact power should be capped. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com if you want to join these discussions live. Uh, If you want to just hit like, share, subscribe, and the bell button on YouTube, that helps me out as well. And if you like to listen to these as just full podcast audio episodes, you can always look these up under SNTR Presents on any of the podcast platforms that are out there so let's jump right in to the first question rt mayday give the three given the three seasonal activities we've had so far what amalgamation of these events would you like to see be a mainstay for future content seasonal mods activities loot generosity i would like to take the the match made non-failable nature of both vex offensive and sundial and say that that should just be like a standard for seasonal content you know if it match made non-failable and probably also making them six you know six player 
beyond that, I would say I like the generosity of X Offensive. I like the intentionality of uh, Sundial. But my concern is, is that I don't think both of those could coexist in one one activity. You can't do both. You can't be like having... If we would have been running Sundial and Sundial weapons would have been dropping the entire time, you know, I don't know. Um, if Vex Offensive non-failable was better than not the Sundial non-failable... I mean, I, I would I would say that the, as long as it's not failable, that's all I care about. I'm not going to get super like persnickety about this and like picky and say, oh, it needs to be like this, 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 and this. But if during Sundial the guns would have been dropping and we could pick the guns at the end, I think that's too much. Uh, I would say Sundial had the right idea, but it was way too generous combined with intentionality. Picking three, four, and five weapons at the end is extreme. Now extreme you know extreme actions were needed because it was a, it was a temporary event and they couldn't be like hey try and get the guns you want in 3 months and it's going to be really tough cuz like loot generosity sucks so um i would be concerned i would be concerned about that so i would say tone down the generosity a little bit and either give us the intentional pick at the end or just an abundance of drops like during vex offensive would be like a really really good way to do it the other thing i would have loved to have seen with vex offensive is like boss specific drops so you have like a week to really grind the boss and try to get a specific drop i'm still frustrated i really feel it's a huge missed opportunity they could have brought back the Imago loop when they brought back the Undying Mine, I think that would have been hot and it would have been like a reason to go run it and try and get a drop. So, kind of bummed that that didn't happen and I think there's always more... I think there's always more that can be done with drops from a particular boss. Always. There's something special about that that I think is presently lacking. I think it's a little too clinical and a little too mechanical. I felt like I was ordering value meals at the end of Sundial. I was like, yeah, I'll take a number three and a number two. It's like, I, that's a little too clinical and mechanical. I want to go back to the era of like stuff dropping from the boss, stuff dropping at the end, and that being part of the excitement. I, it may sound silly, but I think removing that element of like romance and excitement, I actually think is bad for loot pursuit. One of the reasons I think Sundial burned people out is because it just it was so clinical, it was so mechanical, and I think that's a, that's a problem long term. I think long term people see that and they're like. Uh, it, it, it just it's too easy to get the loot or there's it's not as exciting it's not as memorable even if you enjoy sundial the way you get the loot's not very memorable you're just like literally picking them at the end having it drop from the boss I think would have been better I think people would have been more excited now maybe they could have just reverse engineered it maybe you open up sundial and you go to the little thing and you configure what you're looking for and then those are the items that have the highest probability of dropping so you can put all your chips on a particular gun or spread it out so there's like three that have a chance to drop because you're like I'll take a god roll on any one of these and then when you kill the boss one or two of those weapons pop out of them I even that I, I know that you're you're doing the same thing right you're still interacting with the menu that dictates what you get but i still think that would have made a huge difference in the way that people remembered sundial because there is something i think more memorable and exciting about a drop from the boss you run over it and you look at it and the way we ended sundial i think 
the the spirit there is good the spirit of generosity and and intentionality is great but it's turned so far up that it ends up feeling very transactional and not that exciting even menagerie you're still yeah menagerie yeah you cook the you cook the chalice and you open the chest i think menagerie's loot delivery was better um i still think it should pop out of the boss i don't know I think there's something that's better about that. You want the boss to explode with Newt, not a chest or a drive-through. That's precisely right, T Funk. I just I miss that. I think there's something way more exciting, and I think skeleton keys were kind of like in my mind, skeleton keys were patchwork. It was like a way to give you intentionality and a, and a targeted farm. But I don't think we need to be like always allowing the spirit of the skeleton keys to override loot pursuit i I just i don't think it's that exciting i think there's room for iteration it's why i've changed my position on the ada frames t-funk was one of the people that fought me on this when i was like man every every npc should have ada frames they should all have weapon bounties and he was like you can't do that that's freaking boring every npc can't have weapon bounties and i've changed my position i tend to agree with that i tend to say now i would rather have weapon boons you buy the boon and for four hours that weapon has a chance of dropping now you have a reason to go run strikes now you have a reason to go run crucible and maybe as the season progresses those boons become more effective because you're ranking up the npc i think there's so much potential for npcs to look like an obelisk and to give us weapon boons so pursuit of a weapon feels more like you're chasing it rather than ordering it off of a menu chago hi lona how would you improve the seasonal model to keep players engaged the whole season I think right now they're doing a really, really good job keeping casual players playing, and I think one reason for that is the season pass. I actually think this is one of the best ideas they've come up with from a business standpoint. I think if you're if you're a live service ongoing game, I think this right here is a dadgum home run. It keeps people playing. They're rewarded for their time. It's not scummy at all. It's very it's very rewarding. Very easy to max this out. This keeps people engaged throughout the season. You always feel like there's a sense of progress and there's a sense of like you're getting those little bumps. You're getting those little like, oh man, I'm getting something. There's more on the horizon. There's more on the way. Um, and then it, it, it looks like they've really predicted pacing well. Like usually when there's about a week or two left in the season, we drop out of a million players a day. We drop down to about 800,000. PVE starts to nosedive because people are probably done. So that's casual, okay? I would, I would say they need to go a little bit further on how to keep people engaged throughout the season. I would say the artifact may be a way to do that with more customization, with more... Um, as I've called for more modifier rotation. So basically using modifiers in content to, to promote different builds and loadouts. Uh, Warmind cells didn't really get any attention. Um, and I think they could have gotten way more attention if they would have really driven you to use them through modifiers. Hey, you're going to run this Grandmaster Nightfall and that you have reasons to run the Warmind cells because there's mods in there. I think there's a lot of room for iteration there because right now, I I think keeping you engaged the whole season, number one, that's generally not going to happen for hardcore players. You're going to exhaust content quicker than everybody else. But Bungie could start to create more rhythmic you know, delivery of content. So you feel like there's always kind of something to come back for, maybe something that you're not quite done yet. Transmog might help with that in the future. We're not getting that until year four. Transmog might help with that. You know, you're like, hey, I I am not done yet. I want to get all these armor sets transmogged. Um, 
you know, turning them into universal uh, ornaments. I also think since seasonal content is not going away uh, for 12 months now, Bungie has grounds to create harder versions of the content with better loot in them. You couldn't really do that with Sundial. If you would have added a harder version in the middle of the season and then all of a sudden you 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 know there's cooler loot in there there's not enough time left in the season and the content's going away so you can't do that you can't create this element of like oh wow we're going to add a harder version and there's cooler stuff in there and then it's like oh it's going away in like a, a like a, m- a month and a half since the content's sticking around for an entire year I would say they now have grounds to be like, okay, a month in, we can put out a harder version that actually rewards you with cooler stuff. That's been lacking. I think one of the big dilemmas with the content is when you make it broad and accessible and rewarding, hardcores just ring it out like a rag, and then they're done. They're done super, super fast. And anytime you have situations like that, you have like a disproportionate amount of the player base feeling like, oh man, this content's perfect for me. And then like the top 10% is like, there's nothing for us. So Bungie needs to figure out how to put late game challenging content in that keeps you kind of grinding and coming back for more without making it feel like, oh man, I didn't get any value from the season. If you spend $10 on the season and Bungie puts a bunch of stuff in content that you feel is inaccessible to you, you're going to feel like you got bad value transmission. So I'm not actually sure if the... I'm not actually sure if the way forward is we're going to really see those changes until year four. Um, I know in the summer they're taking Eververse armor and they're shoving it into an aspirational activity. I think that's probably going to be Grandmaster Nightfalls because they could probably do one armor piece a week and that works because in the sixth week they let you pick any of the Nightfalls that you want in Grandmaster. And then by the end you'd have like a unique armor set that nobody else has. I could see them doing that. I don't know if that's enough for hardcore players though, right? Number one, that's a checkbox, right? It's an ornament. So you're not grinding for a god roll. You're literally grinding for the helmet, the gauntlets, the boots, whatever. If that's how they decide to do it, I I think that's how they're going to do it one piece a week. You're just checking a box, you know? You're not really grinding. You're not really pursuing something. If Bungie can start to create good endgame content loops for the hardcore players without making the casuals feel like they're starved for stuff, then they'll probably be in a really good place. That's always the big question mark for Bungie. How do you feed both sides of the player base without one side feeling either starved or like they can't eat the food? You know what I'm saying? Like the casuals are going to either feel... You know, like, I can't eat that. That's not how I play. That's not where I go. That's not in my diet, right? And then the hardcores might be like, this stuff's too chintzy. This stuff's too fast. I'm already done. That's always the dilemma. The good news is, is that Luke Smith says year four, they want to refuel aspirations. So keeping players engaged all season is touchy and I think in year three one of the leading causes of their success was as they focus at the more casual player and that's why the player pool has stayed more healthy because there's way more of the casuals and the hardcore players may have taken breaks here and there but by and large the player bases have stayed more healthy and now the PvP hasn't obviously PvP has been in bad shape the PvE player bases have stayed pretty healthy uh, this entire year three even when we hit the dry spells and people take breaks so I gotta move on. We're going. I took a little too long on these early questions. We gotta. We gotta make sure we leave time for everybody. If the stranger does come back, what role do you think she'll have in the story? I think she'll be the driver of. You have no idea what's been going on. Um, if she comes back, she'll sort of be like, 
you got you guys have no idea what's been going on we we've got bigger fish to fry we got bigger things going on you think these pyramid ships are this well they're actually that i think she's going to be the one that kind of like disillusioned us from what we think we know um so Darksider, if the artifact will stop giving light level or power level after a certain level, what would be the end goal for leveling past that point? I have continued to say that what I think they should do is you do you do a bonus 10 from the artifact and then you have 10 from um, pinnacle stuff. So if you if you max out the artifact and you grind pinnacles faithfully, you get an extra 20 on top of whatever the whatever the max is. So this season you'd get to 1000, you could get an extra 10 from the artifact and then another 10 from pinnacle. And all you do is, is you make the end game content in relation to that. You don't want to be like, oh, you don't have to do pinnacle stuff. You can get the bonus 10 from the artifact and that's enough for endgame stuff. No, you'd want to require probably both. I just, I don't think endless leveling is doing anything for the game. I think it's causing problems. It's it, They have to shut it off in Trials. They have to shut it off in Iron Banner. The, the easiest solution is to be like, it's capped at 10. As long as you're playing at a regular interval, you're never going to run any, into anybody that's going to ruin your day in Crucible because they're 16 levels above you because they lived in a lost sector for three weeks. Like, I just, I, the, the easiest way for them to wrangle this to the ground is just to cap the artifact. Outside of Trials and Iron Banner, where it's causing problems, where is it really granting you a benefit? If you're a super hardcore player and you're like a plus 18, plus 20 or something like that, I don't even know where I ended up this season. I ended up at a plus 18 and I didn't even really try. I did not even try that hard to grind it and I'm a plus 18. What is that doing for me? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Leveling needs overhauled completely. That's a, that, I think that's a part of this discussion. Like leveling should just be more linear. You should just be able to play, put in your time each day and feel progress. But like once you get beyond plus 10, I don't really, I don't genuinely know what it's doing for you. If you're playing that often, you're max level anyway. Contest modifiers on and Grandmaster. So where are you going that like, that, that, that you need that bonus 18, 20 or whatever the frick number you got? I just, I don't think it's helping. I think it's creating progress problems and it's not content like it isn't it isn't content to sit in a lost sector and to be like oh i'm really gonna push for plus 25 this season or plus 30 or whatever i i just i don't think it's content i think there's more that we should be doing uh and it is disabled in pvp but they want to turn it back on eventually in pvp i think the way to do that is to cap it at plus 10 fuck i uh, morning, good sir. How do you think that Bungie can change the optimal loop for completing bounties in Lost Sectors? There's there's already a lingering concern that I have about the loop coming up and what they're what they're going to consider doing. Um, I'm concerned that people are going to find the quickest way to get redacted engrams, and that's all they're going to do. Oh yeah, you can run this Lost Sector or this adventure or whatever. Um, Alpha Alpha nods with the prime sub, a prime sub from Sly Hizzle and Will on Twitch with the prime sub. Enjoy the dope badges and emotes and ad free viewing. Thank you for the new subs. Three months from Outcast and Baramkey with four months. Thank you. Um, that's my biggest concern right now. I year four we aren't even in it yet. Like year three isn't hasn't ended, and so the XP bounty thing isn't going to change over the summer. I think people are going to figure out the best way to farm redacteds and that's all they're going to do. I think I think people are going to cannibalize the redacted Ingram farm and then hopefully maybe Bungie can make adjustments. If that's meant to be in the game all the time going forward, then hopefully they can make adjustments before September because that's a concern that I have. People will always find the path of least resistance and then they just kind of live there. Um, 
as far as like changing the optimal loot I continue to think that bounties should be significantly more generic. I think I have a video on this. They should be significantly more generic and they should be shared with your fire team. All bounties should say you are your fire team, right? And then I think you go far more generic. Get kills with your primary. And then once you make a bunch of primary bounties, you can have different primary bounties. Get precision kills with your primary. Get rapid kills with your primary. Get close quarters kills with your primary. Um, Get kills with your primary without reloading. You see what I'm saying? I just rattle off a bunch of bounties that would be totally fine, and that was just for primaries. Then you can do the same thing for secondaries. Do some slightly different ones for power weapons, and you keep it generic. Instead of being like, get kills with the sidearm, it's get kills with the primary, and then make it you or your fire team, okay? If it's you or your fire team, you can't AFK it because you have to be close proximity to get credit for what your fire team is doing. I have to be next to you or the enemy when it dies if I want to get credit for whatever you're doing, right? So I would say I would say that's one of the best ways to get people to just start grabbing bounties and then running into activities, right? If if you're going if you're going to grab you know grab bounties and go into a lost sector you're gonna feel like you're wasting your time why oh i can get these bounties uh well i I can get these bounties and i can do them in uh in strikes i can get these bounties uh and i can do them in uh crucible and i don't have to worry about like my teammates stealing the kills i don't have to worry about changing my loadout nobody wants to go into crucible and completely change their loadout and generally speaking people don't want to do that in strikes either they, they kind of want to run their favorite loadout their favorite guns or whatever just let them do that just let them think about like oh i need precision kills rapid kills kills without reloading those are minor changes to way that you know the way that you shoot so i would continue to say if you make them generic and shared, people would just naturally grab them, right? And do them in activities. That's what I would do with them. Because if if you're not doing it that way, people are going to continue to feel like oh, the, the best way to do bounties is in a lost sector. Now, the other, the other dilemma here, the other worry and concern is if bounties become totally worthless if they gut their xp payout then grabbing them will feel like it's too much trouble presently okay presently what's required of you to do a bounty is it requires way too much if they lower the xp payout if the xp payout gets gutted i'm not going to do all these super specific things i'm just i simply am not going to um, it, it won't be worth it. It'd be better to run strikes. It'd be better to run, you know, crucible and just get an activity XP. So I hope they can find a nice, happy medium. I think activity XP should be higher. I think if bounties get more generic and more shared, it's okay. If they're a little bit less XP because they're just kind of happening, they're off to the side. You can kind of pay attention to them and make sure you're getting them done. They give you a sense of like, click, click, click. I got stuff done today. Cool, cool, cool. And then it's not disrupting to your, you know, your player base. I'm sorry to your player behavior. Kitty Cat with the next question. Do you personally believe that the new season will be better or worse than the current season? How or how not? This is super generic. I don't think you can go lower than we went. So based on that, I, I definitely think the summer will be significantly better. I don't I don't think you can really, really go any lower than where we are uh, with this season. It's arguably the worst. So what would you like to see with the future of Iron Banner? Um... Tom, uh, Tom, Tom, with the brand new Prime sub, enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad-free viewing. Uh, what would you like to see with the future of Iron Banner? 
I don't play a lot of Iron Banner. Um, I don't. I do not play a lot of Iron Banner. But I think that there are pretty, you know, pretty basic, uh, pretty basic things they can do to make Iron Banner uh, more exciting um, and a little bit more uh, accessible. So I would say, as long as they're going to take any activity or any loop um, and make it more accessible, more generous, more more targeted farming. I would just continue to try to add those uh, add those principles to any piece of content. I don't play enough Iron Banner to give you a better answer than that. That's gen- that's a generic answer, but it's because I don't play enough. But I think anytime people are looking at whether it's Trials, Iron Banner, Strikes, Crucible, Bungie should always be asking the question, how accessible is it? What's the loot farm look like? Do, do we allow intentionality for farming? Is the generosity in place? All those things need to be in place because sunsetting is always looming and off on the horizon. So you can't have people, you know, not getting the gun or the role they want for too long of period of time you don't want to be too rewarding right you don't want to be too too rewarding but you also can't be too withholding so uh jd gamer hey lona with a new season coming would you want to see one of the gambits gone starting next year i mean i don't have a dog in the fight of removing a gambit because i don't play gambit but i think for the health of the player pool and the health of the game mode they need to go down to one game mode and luke smith indicated that that's something that they're going to do eventually i would say shrink it to one mode get rid of the armor sets because i think they cause too much too many problems it makes the game mode inaccessible to new players because if you go against anybody who has a full set of invader like you're not going to be able to beat a team like if you're more new and more casual and you're just trying to like check out gambit the armor sets are just completely throwing things off like they need to get them out i know people probably like them but i don't think they're worth keeping in I think that they create too many unwieldy and balancing problems. And then Bungie needs to spend a lot of time thinking about um, completely overhauling Invasion and the boss fights. Because I feel like those are the two those are the two weakest parts of Gambit, but they're also the most significant. I, I just the 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 way that the way that Gambit goes down, I just I don't think it's I don't think it's a very good game mode. I think it's very, very unpopular for that reason. You can like it all you want, but invasion and the boss fights are both things that need to be retooled invasion is way too influential it's way too snowball and the boss fights are just there's nothing to them they're just a melt fest like there needs to be more mechanics to slow people down to give it more of a tug of war feeling farm framer thoughts on Bungie talking about cutting content since the game is getting too big yet they're adding supposedly almost 10 gig this new season at least that's the fact the games of call of duty uh, as well as the fact that games like Call of Duty are twice as big. Well, games like Call of Duty rely on uh, rely on dedicated servers. They're also built on new engines. It's not necessarily that like there's some number somewhere where they're like running out of space. It's more along the lines of um, it's more along the lines of like uh, it's more along the lines of like they probably knew how much space they needed and they were just telling us like if we're going to add stuff it can't stay you know what i'm saying also it's not like there's some like there's like a container somewhere that can hold everything and it's just getting full a lot of it is like it's the engine the engine's old it, it's it's not it, it wasn't at the time that they conceived of it and built it it wasn't really built for games to go this long to be this size to be updated like this it just really isn't built for that so um it's just one of those things where they're 
they know how much space they need to save. They also know that in year four, you know, Luke Smith talked about reinvigorating core activities as opposed to uh, as opposed to like constantly adding stuff and taking it away, you know. So they're going to be probably adding less brand new giant spaces in year four. It'll be more about combing through the game and making it better and more relevant. Uh, that would be my prediction. Do you think that we could see crossplay between next gen consoles and PC, seeing how the next gen consoles can easily do 60 FPS? I don't really think that the, the question of uh, I don't think the question of uh, crossplay has ever been dependent upon frames per second. Uh, right now, you can be playing on a, on a weak PC at 60 and play against somebody like me at 120 or somebody at 144. Nobody plays on PC and like cries about, oh, I should only play against people that are only getting my FPS. I think people really overstate that. Um, so, the... The, the, fo- the focus right now, I think, on cross-play would have to be on the back end and how it's going to work. Because it's, it's a peer-to-peer game. How on earth is an Xbox you know, player going to get a peer-to-peer connection with the PlayStation player? Okay, Now, we've been talking about Microsoft and the potential of like Microsoft working with Bungie. And they could be laying the groundwork for this. Creating cross-play from Xbox One to the Series X to the PC and maybe moving, you know, Destiny to the Microsoft Store. That enables, you know, Microsoft to have a really, really great flagship title for Play Anywhere. You know, um, it, it's perfect for the uh, the xCloud. Uh, it's perfect for suddenly taking, you know, years one through three and adding that version of Destiny to Game Pass because right now only years one through two are free. Um, so... I don't know if they're going to leave Steam. I don't know. I just know that's a possibility for cross-play. Um, I don't like putting stuff... I don't like installing stuff from the Microsoft Game Store, so if they could keep us in Steam, I think that would be better, obviously. So, I would I would just continue to say that if, if cross-play is coming, I would think that'd be one of the ways that it's going to happen. Um, and... Truth be told, I mean, the last couple times I've installed games on the X- Microsoft Game Store, I-, I don't care. It like it, it just runs. It just puts the icon on my start menu and I click on it. Like I couldn't really tell where Ori and the Will of the Wisps was installed. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I know you're not big into lore, but are there any lore topics you'd like to see more of this season, especially with the darkness coming? Um. I don't really have any. Yeah, I don't really have any lore demands. I'm just gonna skip. I I I, I left your I left your question in there, and I was trying to think of something I could say, and I just I can't come up with anything. Girl with the golden gun. How could Bungie bring factions back into the game? Should they even do that? Um, Super 08 with 24 months. That's a gold badge. Welcome back. Um, how could Bungie bring factions back into the game? I think the easiest way to bring factions back is just to like let you pick an allegiance, and then while you're playing. You, you level up and then you get items to drop and it would kind of be like they would continue to do a um, every time the loot pool gets updated like the world loot pool every time they kind of update it and there's some faction drops in there those have the highest probability of like dropping from your faction or something um, I think that would be really really cool so 
Guys, I know everybody's really excited and everybody's like really, really gung-ho about another streamer getting to interview Luke Smith. It's just really, really not classy to constantly come in and hijack my chat to talk about another streamer and their opportunity. I've let it go for about five minutes now. We really just need to move on. Um, I would never want you to go and spread that kind of news in somebody else's chat about me. Um, I, I don't want you promoting me or my channel somewhere else. So if we could please just take a little step back from constantly spamming the same thing in chat, that would be great. Okay. Uh, I don't, I, I have, I, I'm excited. That's cool. Like it's a cool thing that they're doing. It was cool when Datto got to do it, but you guys are kind of hijacking chat a little bit and people in chat are getting a little annoyed. Uh, Mossman with the prime sub, dark jazz with the prime sub. Enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad free viewing uh specter in your opinion is bungie's marketing of season 11 where we know nothing is this uh the best idea so far or would you have done something differently i have i've continued to say uh i've continued to say that i think the the marketing is better when it's like this because they can always do the info dump later, right? The info dump isn't like prevented from happening because they're being mysterious. See what I'm saying? You can't even buy the season right now. It's not like you're like, should I buy or should I not buy? I don't have any info. You are unable to buy the season right now. You can't do it. It's not possible. So I would say in the middle of today after the reveal and everything they can do the info they can do the info drop and then everybody can everybody can see all the info and then you're an informed consumer and the lead up to today was more exciting we got teaser trailers we got speculation we got like what is happening there was a live event in the tower and then they're doing this stream reveal to me i i feel i just i feel like that is better because it gets us more organically excited and then again they can still do the info dump if they do the info dump a week before i just we've we've been there right we've been there before we understand that like that's something that they do here's the calendar here's the season pass here's all the bullet points here's the activity um i i would say that like there there we've been down that road before i think there's other ways to get people excited and i think the mystery is working and it doesn't prevent them uh it doesn't prevent them from doing the info dump later you know they can still do the info dump today after all of the uh after all of the you know the updates and and the stream and everything they can uh they can they can make sure to make you know you are an informed consumer um, and then you're able, you're able to do all the, uh, you're able to, you know, you're able to get in there and, and do all of the, and do all the things and be like, okay, now I'm an informed consumer. And they could also do like the splash page in the game to be like, here's what's coming this season. Would you like to buy? You can also, once the season starts, like you don't need to spend a dime. You can even come over to the season pass and see everything too. Like you could, everything's in the game for the most part, as well as they can do a trailer and a splash page and all that on the, on the website. So JHB, what can Bungie do to help the armor sunsetting not feel so rough? 
I don't want to go down the sunsetting debate. I tend to tell people that I'm I, I'm kind of done talking about it, so I sort of avoid these questions in Q and A. However, I let this one stay in for a couple of reasons. I do think Bungie needs to consider the armor pursuits that they're giving us. They're they're giving us like a, a um, every season we're supposed to get an aspirational armor pursuit. There's the redacted engram that allows you to target farm high stat armor. Okay, those things sound really good and promising. The other thing Bungie needs to consider is adding other layers and lanes for the currencies for masterworking armor. Uh, in general, I think that that is a concern so many people have. Um, a brand new Prime sub from Ilse uh, or Liska TV and then Ganre with seven months. Thank you. I think that there people got really mad at me on my one video. I, I couldn't believe how personal they took it. They were like, I can't believe you're dismissing casual players about the currency for masterworking. And I was just like, if you've been playing, go play some thousand level nightfalls. They're not that hard. I had a guy like t- he's like I took the Sano to Rage challenge and I ran some thousand level nightfalls and I guess like he said like nope, like I guess it didn't go well. I didn't watch the video cuz I didn't want to be like, bro, it's not that hard to run thousand level nightfalls with a couple of your friends. Um I I don't know. I, it, it, it you're literally getting to a thousand level just by playing then the artifacts giving you bonus power i i don't know i had so much i had so much currency from running a thousand level nightfalls um and like i didn't want to be mean but it's like i guarantee you i'm gonna watch this video of this thousand level nightfall and it's just gonna be somebody who's either really bad at the game or they didn't outfit themselves right or anything like that so i didn't i didn't want to I didn't want to like get into like a big thing about it. So I like didn't even watch it. I was like, I, I don't know. Um, so apparently uh, Lupo is saying you can co-stream the interview, um, but it's going to be after the new season launches. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really curious why they're doing an interview after the reveal. Aren't people going to want to jump into the new season? I mean, maybe maintenance is going to, maintenance isn't even supposed to last that long. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, let's see what can Bungie do okay so yeah I do think they need to look at it though maybe add some other lanes for people to get other currencies for armor master working or something um, so I just I don't understand why they're doing a Q&A right after the reveal is it I mean like I said aren't we going to want to jump into the season I don't know. If we can co-stream it and we can't get into the game or maybe the reveal stream is only 30 minutes and then maybe he's going to do the interview for 30 minutes or something. I don't know. Depending on what's going on with the game, um, we'll make that call. I'll let you guys, you know, if you guys want to watch the interview, we'll watch the interview. I mean, I guess the new season's always there. So the servers go online at reset. Right. I mean, the servers aren't going anywhere. We can play after we watch the interview and the interview might not even be that long. Um, I don't know. The reveal might be 30 minutes and then the interview is 30. We'll have to wait for details on that. Um, as you guys know, I'm always committed to covering the game and, and streaming what's allowed and doing co-streams and stuff. Listen, people are getting all bent out of shape of like, why would they pick Dr. Lupo? He doesn't even play the game. Do you understand who Dr. Lupo is? Like, he's sort of like the Jesus of Twitch, okay? He's like the big, big, you know, 
lovable charity driving god of Twitch and he's a Destiny OG so like it makes sense to pick him he's got the following he has the reach and they're trying to let a lot of people know about the new direction of the game it should probably excite you that they picked Lupo for a Luke Smith interview and not myself or Datto or somebody. Why? Because they're trying to reach people outside the community for year four. So more than likely, uh, <laughs> more than likely, they, they're really confident in what they have to talk about because they're sitting down with a guy whose audience is going to be like, why the frick are you interviewing somebody about Destiny? We don't care about Destiny. Um, a lot of his audience is going to be confused. So I would say they're probably pretty confident uh, and what they have loaded into the hopper if they're willing to if they're willing to sit down with someone like Lupo. When they picked Datto, it was like, oh, that's a community member. That's somebody who plays and streams and does YouTube stuff all the time. When they pick Lupo, they're picking like a different echelon of reach. And I think that that's probably because they have a lot of confidence in year four. So, um, so I you I, I understand you guys are like being upset for me. There's no reason to be upset for me. I love Lupo. Like I, I'm sure he'll represent the gaming world and the gaming community and the Destiny community very very well. And he could also expose a bunch of new people to Destiny that right now probably don't touch the game. So there's no reason to have me sit down and interview Luke Smith because um, you guys, all, everybody that watches me, is already sort of interested in Destiny. Uh, what would a better way to utilize mods on the season artifact? Personally, I think that it would be better to have artifact mods such as anti-barrier rounds be passive and automatically applied. We've gone round and round on this. You could either do passive ones on the artifact uh, so that they're just sort of active on the guns. I am more a fan of like giving me two slots so I can equip anti-barrier and unstoppable and like hold down X and like the two, you know, you can kind of swap between the two. Um, I think that would be pretty dope. Uh, and that would give me more freedom. I don't really think they should be on the artifact anymore. I think the artifact should evolve quite a bit from where it is. Um, so. For Kado, the removal of Tyrant Surge next season can be detrimental to the use of Warmind Cell builds moving forward. What can Bungie do to avoid these builds becoming way less relevant as the seasons change? They need to buff the weapons. The drop rate on the weapons is really, really bad. So what I would do is I would say in the absence of Tyrant Surge, we feel that it's justified to, we feel that it's justified to buff the spawn rate of the weapons. Um, that's what I would say. Uh, if, if they're, if they're literally going to basically invalidate all those builds because people are like, the guns aren't good enough. I would much rather run, you know, something else or something. Um, so Lupo's already mentioned you too. Oh, he did? What'd he say? I mean, I, I miss having him in the directory. I played all day with him when the game, when the beta launched and stuff. Like, we hung out all day. Do you guys remember when he left his stream running all night? Like, ask him if he remembers that. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I've, I've always loved Lupo. He's one of the guys that I feel has, like, remained true to himself and what he loves and his passions. Like, I've never had any doubt about the man's integrity. Um, so... Yeah, that's my answer. With Tyrant Surge going away, buff the spawn rate on the uh, on the guns. That's what I would. That's what I would say. Largo, uh, if a cap is introduced, should the rate of bonus power be increased? Um, yeah, I, me and me and me and Darkness, me and Tim got Lupo to play Fortnite. Um, ask him what that did for him. <laughs> he didn't like it at first. Uh, he got hooked with it a couple of days. Uh, I don't know if it should be increased. Right? I think the question would be, would people feel the need for the 10? And if they felt the need for the 10, would it take too long to get there? 
if the casuals literally take all season to get to the 10 and then it resets that might be um that might be too too slow right so maybe they would need to speed it up so about um a month to maybe halfway through the season they are able to say okay here you go you you can get there a little bit quicker now because i really think the bonus 10 isn't that important like hardcore players are going to hit it they don't matter we're not talking about them we're talking about the people that are going to be like really really just playing the casual lane you don't want them feeling like i just hit 10 and the season's over (laughs) like you would want them to be able to enjoy the bonus power of 10 for probably about half of the season before resetting the artifact now i'm going to talk about this in my video I definitely, I definitely think that to a certain degree, um, saying there's going to be less FOMO and like seasonal activities aren't going away and seasonal weapons and pursuits aren't going away. I don't know if that's going to impact the seasonal artifact and how it resets. We don't actually know now, like, are they going to look at that too? Do they feel that resetting the artifact every three months is too extreme? Do they like it? Are they going to adjust how it happens? Are they going to let us keep certain things or carry over certain things? I don't know. They haven't said if they're going to iterate on the artifact, but I feel like they might because they're changing the structure of the seasonal content as well. Um, so... Um, eight months from start to fall, 14 months from Epic and Unliving Gibbon with 12 months. Thank you. That's a red badge. Lightleaf. Do you think the artifact in general is a success that is providing a good solution for the future or is it more of a band-aid to solve current, current leveling issues? I believe it's a bit of both, right? I do believe that it's, that it is like, it's, it's filling in some of that pain gap of leveling, if you have really, really bad RNG, the artifact is there to kind of soften the blow and make it more tolerable. So I do believe that is an element of like a band-aid over bad leveling. If leveling got significantly better, then the bonus 10 would still be good, but it, you wouldn't suddenly feel like, oh man, I need the 10, right? As far as it being a general success for good solutions, I actually like it. I like the fact that there's like new things to try each season. I think they could iterate more on that. And then that feeds Bungie good information for mods that are too strong, too weak, mods that should just be standardized. I actually think it's almost like Crucible Labs for PvE is what I've called it. They're able to test out different cool PvE things like the sword build that people have been running this season. I like that. I think that there's something to be said for that. And overall, I do think the artifact adds one more layer of keep playing and investing and leveling this thing up to kind of like unlock everything, which I believe is sort of good for the casuals. The hardcores just need to be more empowered and more incentivized to experiment with it. Take away the cost to reset it. Allow us to maybe even select more. Get rid of the glimmer ones, like add a bunch more in there that are more unique and cool. And then maybe motivate different artifact builds and mods and things with modifiers as I've said before about Warmind Cells Creed on Live Gifton's five subs of the community thank you for doing that William with the current state of trials and the amount of hacks that are being used in trials by people uh, what are some things you would like to see them to stop hacks in PvP the real true and only solution is a front facing installed constantly updated anti-cheat that's the only real true solution if Bungie continues to use their background alert system it's not anti-cheat it's like an alert flagging system and then a real live person has to go review and verify these are their words not mine they have to go review and verify before banning somebody you will never and I mean you will never get in front of the cheating epidemic it's simply won't happen it isn't 
possible, okay? Their system won't ever, 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 ever keep up. It is a free-to-play game, and unless you're going to do something like Call of Duty did with two-factor authentication, then their system won't work. Two-factor authentication would work. You start requiring people to do two-factor with Steam with the cell phone number, and then little Billy cheats and gets banned, and he goes to create another account and jump back in, and he can't because he doesn't have another cell phone number. That's what they're doing in Call of Duty, okay? Desperate times call for desperate measures, and if you're playing video games in 2020 and you don't have a cell phone, then figure something out. Get a GoPhone or something. Get a payphone, like a payphone. Get a, like a pay-to-go phone and figure something out, okay? Now. I know people could still get around it. They could keep buying phones. They could keep getting, they could try and get Google numbers and stuff. But truth be told, that would stop so many people. You would stop a groundswell of people that just keep on cheating. Why? The more trouble they have to go through, the more steps they have to go through, like they're going to go get a temporary pay to go phone. They're going to try and get like a Google number or something. Eventually you're going to exhaust them. You're going to just keep banning them. And then they're not going to be able to get back in. That hurts kids who play. I Listen, any kid who's playing and installed on Steam right now, I, I would bet dollars to donuts. They could go to their parents and be like, hey, my Steam account needs two-factor so I can play Destiny. They're doing this to stop cheaters. Parents are not going to have a problem with like, yeah, put mom's phone number and that's fine. Yeah, here's the text number. Like, come on. Like... I, I, I really just don't think the era and the, and the world that we live in now, there's like this epidemic of people that would suddenly not be able to play Destiny because they don't have a cell phone. You're playing an online video game that's five years old. You don't have a cell phone? Like, I, just, I just don't think so. Uh, rate nice. Do you think there is any purpose in multiple artifact mods? Do you think that it'd be better to just give us access to a pool of mods and have us spec the artifact? Personally, I don't touch the artifact after selecting one set. Well, I kind of just touched on this. I would love I would love for them to say, you know, hey, we're going to put more in there that's cooler and it's easier to reset and it doesn't cost anything. You know what I mean? Did Lono really just say, don't you have cell phones? <laughs> Dota has used two-factor for years. Yeah, I mean, get with the freaking times. Do you want to get cheaters out of the game um, or not, you know? Soaring Eagle. Is there an alternative benefit that the artifact can give besides light level? We've talked already about this a little bit, so there's not much to say other than cool passive perks, newer perks, or benefits, things like that would be cool. Uh, We've already kind of touched on most of this, though. Darcy Music. Regarding artifact power capping, how important is it really now that Sunsetting will attempt to balance power? These two are not related. I don't think you really understand what Sunsetting is going to do. That's not related to the power. The power cap on the artifact is because of things like Iron Banner and Trials. Like, they, they have the artifact disabled in those modes because you can just live in a lost sector and end up winning because you get such a high power delta over everybody else. Matt Watley, I think. Uh, with sunsetting and artifact leveling going forward, how can Bungie make seasonal content feel challenging at the beginning but easier as it goes? Should they uh, abandon that in the future? I, I think you're outlining something that they don't need to do. The, the, the Grandmaster Nightfall has contest modifier because that that persists as a challenge. Contest modifier makes sure that it's like it's always challenging. Um, so I don't necessarily think they need to do this. 
Uh, you mean the strength? I think you think they mean the strength of weapons going forward. Can Bungie make seasonal content feel challenging at the beginning, but easier as it goes on? That's generally not how it works anyway. It's not challenging at the beginning and then easier as it goes on. That was one of the mistakes they made this season. The entry funnel, the entry funnel in the content is is basically too challenging. It's it's I mean it's it's freaking <laughs> it's. It's it's 980 content with a thousand level bosses and and then and then people like have to level up to to use it. I think the entry point to the content should always be really really accessible, fun, easy, non-failable. And then as you level up, if you want to go into harder content, you can like master level nightfalls, grandmaster level nightfalls, legendary lost sectors. These things are out in the distance, so. Uh, Doctor the Sub. Do you think Bungie should select a few exotics each season temporarily, giving them anti-champion mods, matching which weapon types are selected for anti-champion mods? No, I think this is a punt. I think all exotic primaries should be able to use champion mods. So, you had to jiggle the earphone plug? Yeah, if you just lose my voice and not the music, that's something with your, your headphone jack, usually. Awesome Wharf. Do you think that Bungie should bring back artifacts more similar to the D1 artifact and make the mods like Anti-Barrier, Unstoppable, and Overload and actual mods? Well, the second part of your question I've called for for a while, just make them actual mods. Like, just put the put the Anti-Barrier, Anti-Champion, Overload, Unstoppable, just make those just, ge- you know, general mods. I think that that would be a, a good improvement. Bringing back the artifacts from D1? No, I don't think so. I really, really don't think so. I would say that would be a mistake. Um... Surge. Moving forward to season 11, how would you restructure bounties in the XP grind? Um, I don't want to answer this because there's they're, they're talking about how they're going to do it in year four, and I'm not going to outline my own idea. Uh, I already did a little bit ago anyway about how like activities should be the primary XP grind and bounties should be shared and sort of generic, so they're just sort of there as extra. Um, I think that's probably about as far as I would go with my answer anyway. Uh, POS uh, with 11 months, welcome back. And then Burger Beard with a brand new sub. Enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad-free viewing. Um, how do you change leveling up in a season? I remember you saying slot leveling, but I feel dupe protection would go a long way as well. I just continue to think that like everything that drops should help you level. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it's a purple or a blue. It just should help you level. Like why are we why are we still hiding leveling behind like weekly milestones and stuff? Um, Kilo six niner or Kilo sorry Kilo six niner with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad free viewing. Um, so leveling should just be far more streamlined. Everything that should drop should help you level. I mean, slot leveling is already in the game. You just it just doesn't it just doesn't show it to you. It treats you as if your highest equipable uh, is the level is the power level for that slot. I just think that's how it should work in general. And then anything that sunset would just pull the slot level down if you equip it. So. I, yeah, I, I think leveling in general just needs streamlined, and those are a handful of ways that it should happen. Uh, Gabaz. Hey, Lono, uh, since Bungie split from Activision, do you expect Destiny 2 or 3 will go on after the initial 10-year lifespan? According to Pete Parsons, the CEO of Bungie, he said that by 2025, they will have uh, sev- significantly evolved Destiny and be a multi-title franchise, which to me means... Destiny will be continuing in 2025. You can't be a multi-franchise, um, you know, uh, company if you're not doing Destiny anymore and you've moved on to this other title called Matter. Um, so 
I I would wager to say yes. They're they're going for the long haul. This is why I continue to think there will be a Destiny three, um, unless they somehow port this game to a new engine. Pharaoh, uh, would a cap would a cap in power stop people from having the ability to reach the higher light level without the need for all max level gear? Reaching the light level for certain ordeals is a lot easier with the artifact. This is where I said a little bit ago, I feel like these things go hand in hand. Like, I feel like you would need there to be better leveling if you're going to cap this. Also, we said a little bit ago too, you could speed it up. I think that's kind of an answer to your question. So, um, Lightness388. What was your favorite piece of specific content that has been released in Shadowkeep and why? E.g. Nightmare Hunts. My favorite piece of content would probably be Sundial, just because I think it worked really, really well. I I enjoyed doing the Nightmare Hunt time trials a lot. I feel like that was um, a very, very good push towards the... That's a really good push towards the action sort of RPG side where you're ma- you're, you're, you know, you're min-maxing, you're changing your loadout, you're trying to get to a place where you're kind of overcoming the, the challenges and the efficiencies that you need to hit. And I really, really like that. But I think the Nightmare Hunts had flaws, like significant flaws. The boss mechanics were like brain-dead stupid. Um, you know, getting multiple immunity phases in a row if you two do too much damage has to be one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in a boss fight like dumber than the fanatic um it's just that's just stu- like punishing people for doing lots of damage has to be one of the dumbest things they do in destiny it's so stupid uh and that really really hurt the nightmare hunts if that would not have been a thing then I really do think they they could have done a lot with them and I think the more Bungie moves away from immunity and and like cheap boss phases like that I think I think we're all we'll we're all the better for it um so uh, apparently there's tweets going out yeah four minutes ago oh yeah so De- destiny sending all those reminder tweets I got mine this morning uh, I thought that was pretty cool um it seems the roadmap leak isn't a fake. I still think maybe they data mine those pictures. I'm telling you, that original tweet, that original image that I saw, that's actually old, uh, old like concept art down in the corner. Um, apparently, Ginzor, yeah, Ginzor is. If you guys don't want to see spoilers, I would stay off Twitter. So Ginzor has actually found uh, images in the name of a new activity. So for next season. Uh, next question from Brostuffa. Instead of capping artifact power, what else would you like to see? Uh, where else would you like to see contest modifier? I want to see contest modifier in raids so we can have a hard version of raids. <laughs> you know? Um, Destiny, Deej tweeted all Destiny music is DMCA free. Thank you. That's excellent. Um, and guys, thank you for more record breaking. I, the, the fact that we have over 5,000 people here for Q&A. If you are new and you enjoy this vibe, this setup that I'm in right now, taking questions, we basically do this Monday through Friday. I pick a topic about the game. I talk about it. We do Q&A. It's like an interactive podcast. You can keep me on in the background. I am family friendly. I know a lot of people are stuck at home right now. A free and easy way to support me is to click the follow button. That's that little heart button. And then you can check the box to get notified when I go live. Monday through Friday, I'm here doing the day. We have a great, great time. The community is super awesome and welcoming. Thank you guys so much for breaking records. We break in sub records. We break in viewership records. I don't know what's going on. I appreciate you trusting me with coverage of the game. 
and you can watch the Bungie stream here, okay? The Bungie stream is one hour from now, and you don't have to leave here. You can stay here and watch it, all right? So stick around. We got a bunch of new subs coming in. Uh, Is Watson with the Prime sub, Zambienho, and Big Red, all new subs. You guys get 46 emotes, soon to be 50, and ad-free viewing, welcome. Edbo with 15 months, and it's a tier two, and 16 months from Shady. Thank you guys so much for the followers and the subs. Um, yeah, that's my answer about contest modifier. I want another hard version of the raid. Um, so magic sword just tweeted. What did magic sword say? Cause like, like I said, I love using their music in my intro, but like it got muted once and then it stopped getting muted. So I don't know if their stuff's DMCA free or not. I thought it was, I thought they were like really, really cool with streamers and Twitch and stuff. Cause they had done stuff with uh, excessive profanity before. Um, you have permission? <laughs> yes! The Real Schneeby with a brand new Prime sub. Dookie Chris with a brand new Prime sub. Fear Dolores with a brand new Prime sub. All those Prime subs. If you want to bypass ads, uh, if you want to bypass ads, um, you can do that by subbing to the channel. Uh, Bower Socks with five months. Mr. Rando Carizian with five months. Savage Sharkbite with five gifted subs. Thank you guys so much for that. Let me, let me go to Magic Sword and retweet that. That is excellent to hear because I... Um, uh man uh thank you uh magic sword turned a bunch of folks on to your on to your music and was bummed to remove it from the stream thank you magic sword uh, turned a bunch of folks onto your music and was bummed to remove it from the stream. Retweet. Um, Dylan tweeted there will be no patch notes until after the Bungie stream. So. So to that troll, <laughs> that troll that reported me for saying that I use copyrighted music in my intro, suck it, loser. I told you Magic Sword was cool with streamers using their music. <laughs> you can't touch me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, Savage Sharkbite gifted five subs. Mr. Rando Carizian. Oh, I already thanked Rando Carizian. Zimmer Fredette with two gifted subs. Jay Stubbles with 100 bits. 100 bits from Zelda Heart. And PJ Dadjay with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. That troll's taking so many L's. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, dude. Lono Keck. Lono Keck in your face, dude. Reporting me, trying to get my, my stream in trouble. Like, literally tried to get me DMCA'd. Because I was like, I don't know. I don't know if Magic Sword's allowed. And he reported me to try to get... <laughs> Lono Keck in your face. Blah. Scott with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad-free viewing. Um, you talked about getting rid of the middle column, the resources. Uh, which would you prefer to be replaced with? All the stuff we've set up to now. Passive stuff, newer stuff, like more stuff to experiment with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Insanity. What do you think about removing weapon type mods, but adding mods for primary, special, and heavy? That could give more freedom. Um removing weapon type mods but adding mods oh oh make them more generic yeah 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 I could get behind this too I could get behind this too more generic to free people up melodic gamer with five gifted subs I think you guys are trying to push us to 7k subs you guys do realize we're gonna hit 7k and drop below all the time right (laughs) you do realize that right um 
Uh, 100 bits from AD, uh, ADU1984. Thank you. What is your opinion on Bungie removing token rewards on trials matches completion? I think it's a terrible decision. I've called them out about it in my video. Uh, my video that was like new season information. I said this is an awful decision. They should reverse it. You should continue to get tokens even if you lose. We talked about it last night of the Rageous Roundtable and everybody agreed. This is a horrible decision. Um, you're basically removing the win requirement and then at the same time, you're going to make it even harder for people to get... Uh, you're going to make it even harder for people to get their tokens. Like, it's just a really, really stupid idea. I've continued to say there are sort of two ways to think about trials. Wide accessible funnel. Make it super great for people to go in and get loot, and then a narrow, narrow top. And I think adding adept weapons empowers them to be that generous. It doesn't matter if people can run and get bounties and tokens and farm, you know, the NPC for drops. That doesn't matter if you have truly adept aspirational gear in Flawless. If the gear looks different, is different, is better in Flawless, then it doesn't matter if casuals can grind tokens on games 1 through 3 and turn them in. It doesn't hurt anything. You want a full funnel of players, and Trials naturally filters itself. It's not like casuals, because if you give them tokens on a loss, are suddenly going to like like skate their way to the lighthouse. If you fill the funnel with casuals, the player pool and the player mode, the game mode would be significantly more healthy. Faster matchmaking, less likely to run into cheaters. It would just help with a lot of different things. Uh, it's not a depth. It's a depth. I said a depth. It's adept weapons. They had them in Destiny 1. I, I didn't say that. You misheard me. Like, if you add truly better stuff at the tip of the pyramid, then you can be more gracious and generous at the lower echelons because it doesn't matter if they get that stuff. Um, three months from a dog you know, 11 months from BXG Stone, and two months from Shadow uh, Piercer, th- uh, Shadow Viper. Thank you. Um... You've been trying to get three wins over the weekend was a nightmare. Well, now you're going to feel like, oh, I can't. It's not even that you can't get three wins. It's like, well, we, we, we can't get consistent wins, so we can't get consistent tokens. So who cares that you remove the win requirement? You know? What is your opinion of Bungie? Oh, I already answered that. Chat. Uh, should exotic drops go back to the D1 style where they drop way less? I feel like I play now. I get exotics just for playing casually. It, well, if it's armor, it's different because grinding for an armor roll, I love doing that in Nightfalls. I don't want to take that away. I actually think that's a really enjoyable grind. Uh, Derperang with the brand new sub. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. A gifted sub from Wolfenstein GBR. Thank you. Um, so, but as far as like the weapons and stuff, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I really don't. Uh, five gifted subs coming in from Robbie. Thank you for doing that. If you guys got gifted a sub, you get ad free viewing and like almost like 50 emotes soon to be 50 emotes, uh, roses for thorns. What if the artifact included mods we could attach onto exotic weapons or armor to increase catalyst or perks Too OP or not? This doesn't sound like a good idea. This sounds like really, really dangerous. <laughs> this sounds really dangerous. Hawkeye gifted a sub. Thank you. Uh, I just think exotic should be able to use the, the champion mods. Uh, artifacts should be strong on their own. We shouldn't be adding to them, but being letting them interact with champions, I think, is is totally acceptable. Um, so, how would you feel about Bungie picking the two or thirds best mods from the seasonal artifact and making them permanent? I actually think all the anti uh, anti champion mods should be. Um, uh, they should, they should, they, th- those ones should just be standard on all of them. Um, so. Okay. 
time key. I'm sorry. Hang on. Alt here with a brand new prime sub. Two gifted subs from Fishy. Thank you so much. Poison Eye gifting 10 subs. Thank you. Considering that we got Outbreak back this time last year and we just got a bunch of uh, Siva themed ex- exotics, cosmetics. Do you think that we'll see Siva return? I, I've, I've been saying a bunch of like, I don't know. So this, a lot of people have been asking about Siva hundred bits from King K. What are your expectations from Bungie for the next season? Considering how year three went for the community. This is too generic Zen moment. When adept weapons come to trials, would it happen? Uh, would it help the game mode if getting seven wins, uh, with one or two losses would still let you go to the lighthouse? No, no. The answer is generosity and accessibility for the standard loot that's the answer like you do not ever want to take away the need to go flawless the answer to your inquiry is if you create truly adept weapons the standard versions of the weapons and armor are available in the lower echelons for tokens and bounties it's a perfect system it worked pre-Rise of Iron was the most healthy that playlist had ever been. I just, I, I, it's so basic. You fill the funnel, you fill that funnel with players and you're, you're good. You're off to the races. I don't know why the sub count's not updating chat. Let me, hang on a second. Hang on. I, I, I think I know what it might be. Um, Nightbot may have gotten unauthenticated with everything that we were doing today. Um, no, it, Nightbot's still authenticated. I don't know why it's not updating the sub count. You guys clearly blasted past it, but something's wrong. It's all a scam. <laughs> we just need five more, guys. Don't pay any attention to the fact that people have already gifted way more than that. I, I don't know what's happening. Um, William72. Would it be better to completely remove power from the artifact and lean more into better ways for leveling? I, I, I don't want to take it away. I think the problem is, is when you take it away, then you're going to take away something people have liked. I just think capping is a better example. A better, a better solution, I mean. Do you feel that artifact power will be more purposeful and fulfilling if acquiring that level wasn't bounty grinding such as activities? Well, they're going to address this in the next, in year four, so there's not really any reason uh, to talk about this. So, uh, X-Bone Malone gifting us up to Nardogs. Um, uh, Bungie said PvP was going to change. Do you think there's any major changes this season for PvP? I, I don't. I would say more significant changes will be coming in the winter season uh, around the time they, they do some updates on trials. So again, if you are new to the stream, you can watch the Bungie stream here. You don't have to go anywhere. It's going to happen in about 40 minutes. I will put it up on screen. I'll turn off my camera and alerts and let you watch it all together in chat. It's a really, really great time. If you're enjoying your stay here, it's family friendly. It's like a podcast you can listen to throughout the week. Make sure you're pushing that follow button and turning on alerts, not miss out on streams. If you're enjoying the vibe and the kind of content that I create, thank you for being here. Excuse me. Uh, is it reasonable to expect the seasonal model going forward will include a larger summer season leading to the fall? I mean, I don't know why it's reasonable or unreasonable. I, I think at this point, people are anticipating summer being bigger and better than the spring because of last year and because they said it's going to be like no other time in Destiny and because you can't get much worse than the season that we just came out of. Will on Twitch. If there was a power level cap on the artifact, is there a way Bungie could utilize the excess XP to give players an incentive to keep leveling such as a mechanism for focused loot farming? Maybe... Maybe you could do that, or you could say, you know, look at the season pass. Maybe once you max out the season pass, you can keep leveling it and rolling it over and getting benefits from that or something. I don't know. Um, that that would be an idea I have off the top of my head. Noble Fury, should XP gains have hierarchy depending on the activity? How would you rate the different activities in the game? 
I would say Bungie needs to look at um, average completion time on a strike. So, you know, just running a loop of like, you know, you, you can right now go to the EDZ and you can just run a loop eternally of Lake of Shadows. We don't want Lake of Shadows to become the new the new Lost Sector grind. Like, that's all people do all freaking day, right? Uh, just Josh and with a brand new sub. Thank you. Somebody gifted a sub to Nardog. I thank you for that. And then Destiny Dead Guy with 500 bits. Um, and then three months from L.O. Bucknor. Lake of Shadows should should give the least amount of XP of any strike. Based off, Bungie can run a report and say, here's the average completion time for strikes, and then they tier the XP according to that. They should also give you more XP for being in the playlist. They should also give you more XP the longer you're in the playlist. Like, there are really, really easy things they could do to keep people from doing something that is ultimately cannibalistic, like living in a lost sector, and you're just sort of cannibalizing the game. You're just, like, consuming it in a really unnatural and gross way, and then, you know, you're, you're coming out on the other end and you'll be like oh this I, that was kind of lame okay non playlist strikes should give less xp you know strikes that are known to be really really quick should give less xp strikes that are known to take a little bit longer should give more xp and you should get more when you're in the playlist you should get more the longer you're in the playlist you could even have something like that at zavala you're ranking up zavala throughout the year and as you rank up you know throughout the year you're um, you're getting benefits, like you're getting more XP in strikes. You're getting more X. You're getting the XP multiplier in strikes at a quicker interval. You know, so. Eknor, uh, if they cap the artifact, what purpose contest modifier serves in Grandmaster Nightfall? As they will be updating the level requirements for those, you would just do it in relation to the to the to the levels we've talked about. Ten from the artifact, ten from pinnacles. I agree with you on capping the artifact power. I think to the master power level, that's twenty level above the pinnacle cap. But that's what they give in exchange for continuing getting XP on the season pass. We already addressed that. Uh, crazy. What uh, with the artifact being a season pass item, will it give us the buff or on the season pass put mods on the NPC to give them season currency? This is just a suggestion. I, I don't have time to think about it. Sorry. When you just suggest like a real specific idea, I, I don't, I don't like those types of questions because it's like it's too hard for me to grapple with what you're saying sometimes. What do you think will be the effect of adding EDZ? Uh, um, sorry, adding ease of life features such as tagging armor and weapons and saving builds. A lot of people would love a loadout system. I think a loadout system would be helpful, uh, especially given the number of different armor combinations and mod combinations that are coming. I don't know if they'll ever put anything like that in the game, but it certainly would be nice. Uh, Jamad, what do you think about limiting artifact power at the start of the season with the slow increase throughout to help hardcore players have a bit of a boost to help with the content? This is not really in step with, you know, something that I've been asking for. This seems like it would still create the same problem. Hardcore players would inch out ahead and then end up having advantages in Trials and Iron Banner. Do you think that armor sunsetting will further the gap between mediocre players and hardcore players in Trials? Coming from a hardcore player, not complaining about Trials. No, I don't think so. I, I, if, if, you're, if you're going into Trials, then you should be anticipating having either the best loot or the highest level or, or close to it. Um... Nobody tries to go into raids with a bunch of blue loot under leveled. Like, why? Well, because that's stupid. You're going into the end game. Like, Trials is PvP's end game. Go in there prepared or get your head taken off. If I wandered into a raid and I was under leveled and I was running a bunch of junk loot and I, I couldn't be like, well, this is lame. I should be able to just come in here. No, like, it's end game content. Absolutely not. Um, and if that happens, and so be it. You know, I think the main answer to your question is. I think the main answer to your question is 
making sure that trials is accessible and do the generosity loot factor that we've already talked about a bunch that keeps casuals in there that's the answer to your question because that keeps them playing uh alex the great what do you think bungie really needs to do this season to nail uh nail it out of the park to bring players back i think they need just a solid content loop we did not have a good content loop in the last season if you have a good content loop and dope looking gear destiny players will play uh t-bone what do you think will happen with forges and menagerie both those activities have a lot of loot that will be made useless with sunsetting well not only useless they're being retired so i would think in year four they're going to do something with these activities they're going to replenish their loot pools to some degree that's been my prediction maybe not right away but eventually insane monkey with the change of drop rates for raid exotics do you think that they will ever shift away from the max of three chances per week for raid drops I've been asking for that for a really long time. I think there's plenty of good reasons to let us grind raids more than once a week per character. And I think they could really, really put the good things in place to ensure that we don't just get everything within a couple of weeks. But with sunsetting, they have to consider the limitations of how long players should have to wait to get the things that they want. Anything beyond a month of grinding starts to feel a little absurd. Um, And again, I'm not saying that like you should get everything you want in a month. What I'm saying is if you set your sights on a particular thing, it shouldn't take longer than a month. The hope would be that if it takes two to two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks or so to get the gun that you really, really want or the drop that you really, really want, there would then be other guns and other pursuits that you would then chase. People did that with the menagerie. The menagerie was generous. It gave you a good targeted farm. People got what they wanted and then they would target other drops. That's generally what people do when they're in a generous, you know, good player agency system. Design hybrid. Should season pass rewards past level 100 be more rewarding? I, we, we touched on this a little bit ago. Resetting it and getting cool stuff the higher you go, I think would be great. Uh, how would you improve new light? I don't have a good answer to that other than to streamline it. They said they're going to do that for in year four to help new players feel better acclimated to the game. Uh, and full with a prime sub and God's acolyte with 500 bits. Thank you. Do you think that they need to cap the artifact in some of the activities to make them challenging? Grandmaster has you capped to 1025. Should they do this with dungeons and raids? Chicano gifting five subs. Thank you. I think what you're describing is the answer to the, can we have aspirational or hard mode content? I think you've just described it. You can have a contest modifier raid, contest modifier dungeon, contest modifier seasonal activity. Why not? And then give us a reason to do that. And then, and then again, if it's aspirational content and there's aspirational loot dropping in there, that's a harmonious system. Right now, the aspirational content doesn't have a good loot drop, so it kind of breaks down really quickly. Why run the harder version of Sundial? Why run the harder version of Menagerie? There weren't good enough reasons. You know, there just weren't. I think the sub count finally updated. Mind Creation Crew. This is just a continuation of hardcore players have nothing to do. Do you think hardcore players don't have anything to do due to the lack of raids being introduced? No. No. I don't think so. I think there's better and I think there's good and strong endgame content loops that Bungie can create. They don't need to create a raid every three months. When they were creating raids at a quick interval, it wasn't creating a lot of grind anyway. The loot pool in... The loot pool in Eater of Worlds and Spire Stars was teeny tiny. Like, you cannot tell me that created some hardcore grind. That's just absurd. Three months from Olive Tree. Thank you. Blue Light Moon. Do you think that the artifact providing power at all conflicts with the need to know uh, constantly increase light level caps and allow sunsetting? 
No, I don't think so because they're always moving the goalposts anyway in relation to your base level power. The artifact's just resetting to give you bonus power and to give you the ability to like have a sense of leveling every season. So... Again, if you're new, don't go anywhere. In 40 minutes, we will be watching the Bungie stream here. You do not have to leave. You can watch it in my channel. I'm going to shut my camera and alerts off and let you watch it without any interruption. Uh, If you're enjoying the content, click that follow button. That supports me, and it's free. Um... Freakin' freakin'. If artifact power doesn't get capped, players will be able to overlevel and use sunset weapons and endgame content. This is false. The level of the weapon affects its damage output. If right now you can set yourself to like a thousand ten and go into a thousand level content, but you use a seven fifty weapon, the seven fifty weapon sucks. The weapon's power level affects its damage output. So this is actually false. Um, um uh, sly, uh, sly, sly hizzle. Ghost perks are largely poor or irrelevant, such as weapon telemetry, faction consumable boost. Should there be, should they be power enabled like in D one? I don't really think any issues right now with loadouts or mods or or build crafting. I don't think we need to bring the ghost into that right now. Maybe later. I think they have other things to figure out before they start doing that, like gun weapon diversity, perk diversity, perk depth, investment in the guns. Um, synergies between the guns and the armor, more armor 2.0 mods that are in, you know inviting and, and incentivizing us using them. I really don't think the ghost is in the equation right now. At least not in my mind. Are 180 hand cannons uh, ever going to get a rework or a balance? Uh, how would I know that? I hope so. Uh, which of the currently open-ended storylines would you like some answers to? I want to see Savathun finally come back into the, uh, into the player pool. You know? I really do. Um, Bungie says... You can farm high stat roll armor. Where do you consider high, uh, stat rolls to be high? Anything above like a 62, anything above a 62 or a 63, then you're in high stat roll. Remorse 91. Not sure what kind of cap you're looking for, but if they cap it in all the high places, then should they just adjust master content? Well, yeah, they would adjust it down in relation to this, of course. Venus Wong with a brand new Prime sub. Kaichio with a $3 tip. Thank you. Um, Egg Marbles. Do you think moving away from bounties and back towards a weekly multi-tiered challenge board would work? I I don't necessarily think they need to overhaul bounties, no. I think they need to do quality of life updates to bounties. What you're describing is pendulum swing. I think pendulum swing is annoying. Oh, we got rid of challenges, here's bounties. Oh, people hated bounties, we got rid of bounties, and now we're doing challenges. That's just a pendulum swing. I don't like that. It's I, I, Why not fix what's there than just jettison whatever's there and do something different? It's better to refine what you've created than to just do something completely and totally different. I think they can refine what's there and make it significantly better. You could bring back challenges. Somebody in chat saying, why not both? Again, I would focus bandwidth on refining bounties. I don't worry. I'm not concerned about challenges right now. Refine what's broken. There's no challenges right now. There's no need to invoke challenges. Make bounties less stupid. Make them shared. Make them more generic. And I think more people would engage with them and not be annoyed by them. Bacon Cheeseburger with a brand new Prime sub. Rihanna Marijuana says, When the Taken King dropped in D1, it made me feel like this game was worth playing and the content takes time to complete. Do you think D2 content and the expansions have been too fast to complete in general? Well, you may be misremembering. We were three weeks into the Taken King and all of my hardcore viewers were like, I'm done. I don't have anything to do. I mean, we got a month in and I made a video telling people that it was like, okay, to take a break. So I think in general, when they do expansions like Shadowkeep and Forsaken, um, I actually think they've kept us pretty uh, 
pretty captivated for long enough. I don't, I don't know how much longer you want to drag out, you know, the story-based elements or the grind-based elements. Shadowkeep kept hardcore players engaged for at least a month and a half before they started kind of tapering off. Dawn kept us engaged for about a month. You got to remember, if they're keeping the hardcore players engaged for about a month, it'll end up, it'll end up tapering down very well um, for the people that aren't playing as often or they're playing less. Phoenix, Eternal Phoenix. What other game systems do you think need the 2.0 treatment? You lately said weapons, but I think ghosts need it. Somebody already asked about ghosts. Again, I want to focus on guns first. Ghosts can wait in line. They can wait in line. Uh, Rorschach. Uh, and I'll whisper no. Would you like to see a hard mode with rotating modifiers added to EP with new weapons? I think there's plenty of room for them to rotate relevant uh, relevant content, relevant activities. I love the idea of like, hey, this week the the buffed drop rate for XYZ is in Escalation Protocol, and then next week it's something else, and then next week it's something else. I think that would be a really good way to make it feel like it's always fresh. Um, targeted targeted drops to rotating. Hey, today the Dire Promise is dropping in the Crucible. Um, the, the the Crucible daily milestone is the is the is the Dire Promise. So you go complete that on all your characters, get a couple Dire Promises. Up, oh, not the roll that I want, and then the next day it's somewhere else. Uh, just to keep people rotating in other activities, I think it would be another great system. So we're gonna end Q and A there. We're gonna take we're gonna transition to my talk. I'm gonna do a 10 minute talk, and then we're gonna wait for the Bungie stream to start. So don't go anywhere. If you want to watch the Bungie stream, you can watch it right here. We are allowed to co-stream. I will show it to you right on the screen. I'll turn my camera and alerts off. So don't go anywhere. Click follow if you haven't already. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at sayno2rage.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.